0: Welcome to the Not Just A Lawyer podcast. This episode is going to be a short and sweet episode about two items of legalese. Legalese is lawyer talk that members of the general public might hear on TV, in movies, in general chit-chat, and wonder what the heck does that actually mean in English? Please and thank you, please explain. So the two legalese words that we'll be talking about today are a retainer and the phrase pro bono. I'm recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal people and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. So first let's start with a retainer. What is a retainer? Obviously it's a device that holds your teeth in place. I think we've dealt with that. We can move on to pro bono. Just kidding. That's just a little lawyer humor there for you. I'm not a dentist. Uh, If I were, I'd tell you that my favorite time is 2.30. That's right, 2.30 in the afternoon. Not the morning because I'm usually asleep. Alright, but what is a retainer? You might have heard this term probably most likely on television because it's more of an American term than one that we use in Australian law. Generally speaking, a retainer is a type of agreement, basically it's a contract to provide services to someone, and it's a contract where, generally speaking, some money is paid up front. Now, if you're paying in advance to an Australian lawyer um, for services that they are yet to render, that money will be placed by the lawyer into a trust account. And then when they give you the bill, They'll usually ask your permission to draw from that trust account so that they can pay your fees with the money that you've already put in there, plus maybe some extra, depending on how well they've estimated your fees. In Australia, pretty much every lawyer is required to give you a fee estimate, taking into account your particular matter and what services they're expecting to provide to you based on. A general chit chat that you've probably had about what kind of legal issue that you've got going on. There are different limits um, in every state and territory about the sum of money, the value of the services for which they need to provide, provide a formal written estimate. Um, in different states and territories, it's different. For, so, for some lower cost matters, they might not have to give you as Full disclosure as they do in other types of matters. Um, my general practice though, is I like to be as upfront as possible with clients about what things are likely to cost. And I also tell them that that might change and that I'll tell them as soon as I know of anything that's going to cause that to change. Cause obviously legal matters that aren't just simple transactions, like maybe purchasing a house or whatnot, and that they're there with the lawyer usually because there's a problem. And we all know that when there's a problem, things really go smoothly, which means that the types of matters that come to lawyers are the exact types of matters that are likely to have some bumps in the road and changes. So it's really important for lawyers to keep their clients informed about the likely cost of things, why that's changed. And then it gives the client the chance to make a really informed decision about whether they want to keep moving ahead, whether they want to cut their losses And things like that. For me, empowering my clients to make decisions that really suit them is very, very important. So back to retainers, basically, as I said, it's just a fancy schmancy, mostly American way of talking about coming to a contract um, agreement with a lawyer that they'll provide services to you. In Australia, as I said, in most states and territories, you're going to be given disclosure about the types of fees that you might incur. And you'll often get what's called a costs disclosure document, which is where the lawyer gives the estimate of the cost and sets out why they think it'll cost that much. It might just be it's this type of matter, therefore it's probably going to take this long, our fees are whatever rate they are so it's probably this much money and you probably will also get a separate document called a costs agreement. Um, The state and territory legal bodies so like the law societies or other regulators tend to set out the sorts of things that have to be in those and each firm might put their own sort of spin on it in terms of how they lay it out and all that but generally they're going to be quite similar. It's really important to read those carefully um, because it sets out the terms of your contract with the firm. So good law firms will be really clear in those documents about the scope of work that they're going to perform for you. And sometimes the term retainer is used as a stand-in, a special stand-in word for that scope of work to be done. So as a bit of a shorthand, someone might say, well, I was retained to draft a will or my retainer is to draft a will for you. Actually, what they're saying is, Um, we have a contract, I'm going to provide some services and the scope of work is I'm going to draft your will. So I think we've dealt with retainer pretty well. Let's look at the term pro bono. It's the shorthand version of a phrase pro bono publico. And I've probably mispronounced that. It's Latin. I don't know how to pronounce Latin. Apologies. But actually, I'm not sorry. So that's one of those sorry, not sorry moments. Um, pro bono publico just means for the public good. And when we talk about pro bono legal services, we're generally talking about legal services that are not only performed for the public good, but the real gist of that particular phrase when it's used is that the work is actually done without a cost, no fee attached. So um, while lots of legal work is done pro bono for the public good, um, when we're specifically using that phrase in its special legal context, generally we're talking about work that's done without any fee attached. So I think we've pretty nicely covered off on those two small pieces of legalese. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. And I'd like to give a shout out at the end of this podcast to our community legal centres who are working very hard to help people Um, all the time, but also during this pandemic, I have seen, and I want to give a special shout out to Canberra Community Law and the Women's Legal Centre, both of these excellent organisations have been putting out significant public resources to help people navigate this pandemic and things that might be affecting them like loss of employment. And I'd give an extra shout out to Canberra Community Law because they've been doing lots of Facebook live events whereby members of the public can actually ask questions of the lawyers and get some legal information. So if that is not work for the public good, then I don't know what is. Thank you again for listening and I hope you've enjoyed this. Bye bye.